Writers up. This is Riders Up, the best place to get all the horse racing news and information that you need. Now here's your host, Frank Lyon. Welcome to Riders Up here on ESPN Sports Radio. This program is brought to you by Transformer Equine. For more on these great products, visit TransformerEquine.com. It's Kentucky Derby Day, the day when we all have a chance to make big money and to watch a potential future champion. And to help us navigate through all the races, we will be joined by Ed Musselman, also known as Indian Charlie, and also by Frank Miramati, who will also be join, uh, calling the races from opening day at Monmouth Park today. And we will also be joined by Bastian Schroeder, the owner of Equijet, the airline that ships horses all around the world to big events such as today's Kentucky Derby. But before we get to all of this, we've got to go to break here on ESPN Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Enviro Equine and Pet knows the most important thing that anyone can have is information, which is why we support Riders Up, which brings racing enthusiasts the most timely and valuable information from the voices shaping racing today. Enviro Equine and Pet produces products for horses and pets out of the finest all-natural ingredients formulated by top professionals. By blending the best of nature and science, Enviro Equine will give your animal what they need to be healthy. All Enviro Equine and pet products are free from GMOs, lessen inflammation, lessen joint pain, improve skin and coat health, and support immunity. To learn more about Enviro Equine and pet's complete product line, please visit www.enviroequine.com today. That's www.enviroequine.com. Dot com today. Welcome back to Riders Up here on ESPN Sports Radio. Now on the line, I am very proud to say that uh, is Ed Musselman, also known as Indian Charlie. Charlie, how are you? Morning, Frank. How you doing? Oh, doing great. Just uh, just anticipating the day. You know, just uh, we've been talking about this derby since. Christmas, it seems like, and then now it's finally here, so, you know, that's, uh, we're going to find out what we, what we know or what we don't know. Moment of truth, right? Now, did right. I did I hear that you're retiring? Uh, that was a false alarm. False alarm. We're, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna continue on, but I, I did have that in my sheet like last year, but uh, that, that's not, not going to happen, thankfully. Uh, well, thankfully not, because you know everyone loves you, Chuck, you know? Uh, <laughs> all I, don't know about, I don't know about everyone, well, but uh, all uh, except, we got quite a few. Uh, except that one family. <laughs> so now you super trainer can't even PK. I ain't doing too good over at his barn. I tell you, I don't, I don't. He don't look at me too good sometimes. Really? Uh, so then, do you do you get a lot of people that uh, take offense to what you write in your sheet? Very, very, very few. Most yeah. of them know how to take it. Yeah. And now you've been there all week. Uh, who did you like in the mornings? Who impressed you? Well, I tell you, when uh, before the before the fancy horses got here. And it was all just the early arrivals. I, I just thought that uh, Hoffberg looked like a looked like a man among boys out there. And uh, 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 and once they, once the other horses got here, I didn't get off of him. I, I stayed with him, and I, I so that's that's going to be my pick in the Derby. Uh, he's going to be a big prize. Slightly raised, and he's you know he's got a hill to climb. But uh, I, for, for me, at twenty to one, I'd rather take a little shot there that I would on uh, justified three to one. I, something about justified is 
he scares the, the front end of this race. Sure. It's a little top-heavy in speed, and I, I know he's a great horse. I, I just wasn't prepared to take three Sweet. to one on him, and I'm just thinking they're looking at a half-mile and 50, 50, uh, 45 or something yeah. like that. And, you know, he's so so lightly raced that he he, he could flame out, you know, before before the real running starts. And sure. not, so as good as he is, and I, I certainly know he's a great horse, uh, but for gambling purposes, I'm gonna stay, I'm not gonna try it. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, you know, I am gonna honestly try it, but I do know exactly what you're saying. I mean, I'm taking three to one on a horse that never raced as a two year old, has only had three starts, and although as impressive that they all were, they were in four or five horse fields, and I know that if he gets beat, I'm gonna say to myself afterwards, "What were you thinking?" But uh, I'm thinking that Justify is gonna win. Well, you know, it's sure, you know, sure won't be a shocker. It's just, uh, I, I just, the toe board kind of, kind of makes a lot of decisions for me and, and a 20 horse field and the three to one, but his races have just been, I mean, good Lord. I mean, you know, just impressive, but sometimes I, I don't think that the, that the easy races are the best thing for a horse coming into the Derby. I, I kind of like them to have one where, you know, they had to really be, belly down and, you know, get to the bottom of them, sure. and, and then then they're ready for the Derby. And uh, so, you know, I, I almost prefer to bet on horses that didn't win their last race. Which, yeah. uh The other horse that I'm going to use with Hofberg is Bolt the Oro. Right. So he just got beat by Justify, and uh, you know, I just but he's probably been in a few more heated battles. I, I think uh, Justify's maybe been, you know, he's coming out of Charm School, you know, and I don't sure. know if that's going to work or not. To, uh, this afternoon. Now, uh, what about the cabbage heads, as you refer to them as? Well, what? the cabbage heads are strong. I tell you, they uh, uh, this horse they got, he, what a wonderful horse he is, and, and he's been a storied horse ever since he went through the sales ring, and, and, uh, and uh, of course, he's got some pretty fancy kinfolk and uh, Beholder and uh, Into Mischief, yeah. and, uh, and of course, by Scat Daddy, who's, who, who was, who's no longer with us, but he sure has been a great sire up to, you know, as long as he was around. So, yeah, so he, he's, uh, you know, he's just a horse that, uh, figures to be in there. And I'll tell you the truth. I would be tickled to death to see him win it. I'd love to see him win it. I mean, that will, if he does win it, that will create a, uh, an atmosphere in Ireland that has Kentucky Derby fever. And I'm sure that the, uh, Aiden O'Brien will be back, uh, and the Magnier team back every year. You know they 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 I don't th they've been over here a few times, but I don't even think I don't yeah. think they ever brought a horse over here like this one. You know, and and uh, and and he's you know he showed he could win on the dirt in Dubai, yeah. and he's got a dirt pedigree. Yeah. And um, um, his you know his race in Dubai was just fantastic. I think I, I don't look too much at times. I think they broke five track records that day. So right. I'm staying away from his time as far as that goes. It just the way he did it and. Uh, you know, at first I thought, well, you know, that, that jock, he might have let him, he probably didn't need to do that much with him, but in the end, I'm kind of glad he went ahead and they, they got a good race in him, yeah. for sure. So, the only so horse he'll be, uh, yeah, the only horse that's ready gone a mile and three sixteenths. Sure. You know, he's gone a mile and three sixteenths. And uh, he's gone the furthest of uh, all the horses that are in the race today. Right, and, right. You know, it's it, uh, he's going to be over bet, though, isn't he? Well, you know what? If a lot of that money comes from across the pond, gets in our pools, I'm going to say he's not going to be a. Uh, he's going to be a little bit of an underlay. Uh, 
I tell you, the best thing that happened to him, though, was getting an outside post. You know, he's yeah. just got a big, long stride. And if he'd have thrown down in there and, 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 and all the kickback and, and uh, the traffic and everything like that, I just that would not have worked in his favor. I think he's a horse that, you know, if he has to give up a few links in ground, he can overcome that where maybe getting shut off wouldn't 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 work as well, you know. Yeah, so. I got you. Now, now, where did you come up with the nickname Cabbage Heads? Was that did that come from Nilo Callahan? It did come from Nilo really? Callahan. We, we he was the first one that we called him uh, <laughs> Nile uh, Cabbage Head O'Callahan, uh-huh. and then uh, then then he moved back to Ireland, and then I just started calling all of them Cabbage Heads. Yeah. So it's a so me included. It's a racial slur, but it's a good, you know, it's a, it's a heart to felt, you know. Yeah, I know. I got you. Uh, so what about Teflon Todd? What do you think of his chances? I I, I mean, I like Magnum Moon, and his races are good. Uh, the other three, I, I I wouldn't bet 10 cents on them. I just don't like them. Uh, I just, uh, I, the horse that won the wood, there wasn't too much in there behind him. And he'd gotten beat twice at Tampa before that, so I don't want him. Yeah. Uh, the horse in, in New Orleans, yeah, uh, the noble, the noble Indian. Indian horse. I mean, I can't, I can't make him win it. You know, just on paper. Sure. And Audible, to me, just he just, I don't know, he just, he hasn't been impressive to me in the mornings at all. So. Oh really? So I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I, I could easily throw Audible out, and with no. No fear of him running in on me now. He'll probably win by ten and pay yeah. whatever he pays. But but I'm not going to have him on a ticket. Now he's my number one bet against. Really audible is now, but you yes. you know that uh, he has been a notorious bad workhorse the whole way along. And before the Florida Derby, his last work before that, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have bet him in a five claimer. And then he well, he jumped up and won it easily. And really well, surprised. I tell you, I wasn't really going so much on his works as I was his gallops. And oh, okay. I just he just uh, uh, I don't know something something about him it just uh, he, I'm just. I'm just getting a big N.O. there, you know. So, you know, not that I know what I'm looking at, but, you know, you you form opinions when you see them, and that's just one, you know, you got to throw some out. And So, for me, he was an easy one to throw out. So, now, which race are you looking most forward to today? Well, I'll tell you the truth. One of your cabbage heads has got one in a horse that I've, I've been so lucky with. Uh, as uh, uh, Proctor's Ledge. I knew you were going to uh, say that. I love that filly. Actually, I bet on her when she broke her maiden at Ghost Cream on uh, Pegasus Day two years ago, and she paid $100 even. Wow. And I've been betting on her ever since. And uh, I was asking Brandon Walsh after the race to Keeneland, and he was shaking his head. He said, she just came back like she she didn't blow, she didn't drink water. He said, I don't think she tried. I don't think she liked that racetrack. Huh. I said, That's good enough for me. And and now she's here. She is. She's in there with Johnny V, twelve to one, coming from a real tough grade one to a uh, uh, back to a grade two. And, sure. Uh, her race at Tampa was so good. Her first out in a while, it was a mile and an eighth on the turf, and she did everything but win. And one of those one of those uh, uh, Ted Brown uh, superstars ran down her and just nailed her on the wire and. Uh, He's got a couple. He'll be tough in there today with whatever he's got in there. But I'm I'm liking Proctor's Ledge, and I I like Sporting Chance in a Pat Day Mile with. Uh, I do I'm, too. I'm, he finally came, he finally got around to putting blinkers on that horse. Yeah, you know that horse. He runs all over the place. And, yeah, yep. Uh, they did change riders on him. I, I don't. 
I think they're kind of finding out maybe that horse doesn't want to be hit too much. And, uh, and, uh, but, uh, if that horse runs in a straight line and, you know, he got a little bit of a, a class break today, you know, the, the Pat Day Miles is, you know, not the derby horses he's been facing, but he was a hopeful winner last year and he's a first class horse. And they got him at like eight to one, which I can't imagine that's what he would be. But if he were, uh, that, that would, that would certainly be a horse I'd, jumping off and uh, the, uh you know it wouldn't be uh, unusual to see the, his trainer in the winner circle on derby day the coach no, you're right about that 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 guy he's pretty, he's pretty handy what he does yeah, he, darnell we call him you know yeah darnell he knows a little something about training horses uh, he does he does so, so do you know that i have a friend that has 800 dollars in the future book on justify at a hundred to one you got to be kidding me. I swear to God. And uh, I won't say who that friend is, uh, but uh, he has uh, he, he has uh, $800 at 100 to 1 on Justify. Damn, that, that, that's, uh, he, that's worth winning there. That... That's worth winning. And now, do, do you have any family? Or is there any little muscle mans running around? No, no, no. We don't have any of that going on. Yeah. And... Uh, so, and where are you from, uh, Ed? I'm from Louisville, actually. I grew up within, uh, oh, a half a mile of Churchill Downs. Uh-huh. Uh, went to school right down the street, Churchill Downs, and uh, have uh, been going to the, you know, been going to the backside and going to the races, uh, you know, since you got since you got the green light, they go up to the corner and cross sure. the street, you know? Yeah. You've had many green lights and red lights. In your <laughs> uh, now, what's your favorite uh, sort of bet today? I love the Superfecta in the Derby and also the Pick Five. Well, I, 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 what I usually do is I'll bet. Uh, you know, if I like, you know, especially if the horse has got some odds, I'll go for uh, winning place if the horse is a long price, and I'll bet Exactus, Trifectus, and 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 just a little bit on the Superfecta and the the the, the multi race bets are, are okay. Except I can't win them. I can't win a. I can't win a double. I can't win a pick three. I can't win a pick four. So huh. I just about as quick betting them. Yeah. You know now. Uh, uh, you know you got you got the Woodford. Uh, you got the Pat Dave Mile, and uh, uh, the Woodford. Uh, not the Woodford. It's now called the uh, Old Old Forester Turf Classic. Yeah. And the Derby. Now that's a pick three that I, I'll certainly bet. Yeah. Starting with Sporting Chance and. A uh, couple different horses in the Turf Classic, and back to they, probably three horses in, in the Derby: Hoffberg, both the Oro and Mendelssohn. So, so that'll that'll be one. But if I seems like if I'm ever lucky enough to hit anything, it's and it, it's all happens at once in one race. Yeah, so, I got you. So I'm not too much on the, on the multi race gimmick. Okay, so give me last question. Give me the one, two, three, in your opinion, in the Kentucky Derby today. Well, I'm I'm going to go Hoffberg, Boltioro, Mendelssohn. Okay, Hoffberg, Boltioro, Mendelssohn. That's the way. That's the way I'm going for them. All right. <clears throat> so, Ed, best of luck today. Okay, and I'll uh, see you out there. We'll be wagering. That's a great opportunity to make money and uh, make big money. And uh, I hope it's all in my pocket at the end of the day. Well. All, all your cabbie kids will be there, so maybe they'll give you a little bit of advice, you yeah. know, and let me in on anything if they if they if they come to you. 
Uh, they tell me they're going to be serving alcohol out there today, too, so I'm going really? to have a couple of brews when I get out there. Oh, I'll see you at the bar. <laughs> uh, All right, well, uh, I, I won't be too hard to find. Yeah, I know. So thank you, Ed Musselman, Indian Charlie, and uh, look at his page every day. It's hilarious. Thank Indian you, IndianCharlie.com. IndianCharlie.com. Thank you, Indian Charlie. All right, I appreciate you, Frank, and uh, I'll see you at the race. See you at the races. Bye-bye. All right. Now we're going to go off to break here on Riders Up and WLXG ESPN Radio. I'm Frank Lyons, and I will be back. Enviro Equine and Pet knows the most important thing that anyone can have is information, which is why we support Riders Up, which brings racing enthusiasts the most timely and valuable information from the voices shaping racing today. Enviro Equine and Pet produces products for horses and pets out of the finest all-natural ingredients formulated by top professionals. By blending the best of nature and science, Enviro Equine will give your animal what they need to be healthy. All Enviro Equine and pet products are free from GMOs, lessen inflammation, lessen joint pain, improve skin and coat health, and support immunity. To learn more about Enviro Equine and pet's complete product line, please visit www.enviroequine.com today. That's www. E-N-V-I-R-O-E-Q-U-I-N-E dot com today. Welcome back to Riders Up here on ESPN Radio. And I'm very pleased to be joined right now by Frank Miramati. Happy Derby Day. Happy Derby Day to you, my friend. This is what it's all about. Yeah, it's the moment of truth. Now, where will you be watching the Kentucky Derby from? I will be watching from the announcer's booth at Monmouth Park because it is opening day today at Monmouth. There you go. It's much earlier than usual uh, opening for the meet, and we're very excited about it. Yep. We run, uh, it's a perfect schedule for me. One day this week, and then we start with two-day weeks uh, next week. You've got as, as easy a schedule as I do. That's it. Yeah. Now, what's your favorite? You don't want to overexert. Yeah. What's your favorite bet today? As far as which horse I like the most? Yeah. No, but I'd say, like, is it a superfecta? Is it the pick five? Is it a keying in on a you horse? Know, I usually don't have too much patience for these multi-race wagers. Right. Because one of the things for me, Frank, I like to see the horses on the track. Yeah. And And so, therefore, you don't want to get committed to a horse that you may not want to be involved in, but there's a tremendous amount of value in those multi-race wagers. Yeah. In the actual derby, I like the opportunity to play trifectas and superfectas because if something wild happens, mm-hmm. uh, it's a very, very sweet payday. So I always play a superfecta in the Kentucky Derby. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I key one horse. I Obviously, that horse has to win, and I put eight horses behind that horse, and they can come in any order. And I've hit it three times since the year 2000. Nice. And it really pays uh, very nicely. It'll do you for, like, as you say, for a week in Vegas, uh, if you do happen to be lucky enough to hit it. <laughs> <sighs> now, give me some uh, live long shots for today. Would you like any live long shots? In the Kentucky Derby, I do. I, I, I'm going to stick with my original picks, of course, of justifying good magic. That's right. like a rerun every week here. But if you're looking for some prices, I like Enticed. Um, He has experience over this track. He's a beautiful horse. Yeah. Uh, Vino Rosso, who beat him last time out, and Hofburg. Those are my uh, price horses. I'm against uh, Magnum Moon, I think, and I'm also against Bolt Doro. 
Really? I think both Doro and McKenzie uh, did each other some harm, more so than just the bumping incident at the top of the stretch. I right. think they took some starch out of each other. McKenzie, of course, off the uh, Triple Crown Trail after that race, and Bolt Doro. Uh, the other thing is, what Justified did to Bolt Doro, uh, I think Bolt Doro is going to need some uh, some psychiatric care after that beating yeah. he deserved, or not that he deserved, but that he uh, endured in the Santa Anita Derby. I-, I think he's going to be a little flat today. Yeah, do you know that I watched that Santa Anita Derby again and again, and I, I was a Bolt Doro fan, Till I seen the way that he got beat in the Santa Anita Derby and the gallop out, and he just he didn't look like uh, that was his best race. He looked a little flat. Now he has looked very good in the mornings, and he has trained very well. And we wish him the best of luck. But I kind of agree with you uh, on Bolt Dioro. So let's let's handicap uh, the uh, the races today at uh, Churchill Downs, and we'll start with the Humana. Absolutely. We'll start with the Humana Distaff. Uh, the one thing that you do notice about the Humana Distaff is the one horse Finley's lucky charm is six for six at Churchill Downs. Never tasted defeat, and will she taste defeat today? She might taste defeat today, although she has won from the rail here before uh, early on in her career. This is yeah. a, a tough spot for her, but she is such a Solid bear. Yeah. And you, you can't really fault her record. I've always loved this race to Humanity stuff. And uh, in today's renewal, I'm going to go to number eight American gal uh, who was defeated last time out mm-hmm. in that blanket finish. But I just felt that, uh, you know, she needed the race. Mm-hmm. She's uh, shown some immense quality. Her victory in the test was outstanding. And I think her best is best. I'll go to number eight. Who do you like? I like number eight. American Gal also. I agree exactly with what you're saying. I think she needed to come off the layoff in a a grade one going seven furlongs at Keeneland is not an easy task. I'd almost rather go two turns off the layoff than go seven furlongs because that is an elongated sprint. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to get a horse tight enough to... uh, to show up on that day against Grade One Company, she got beaten neck by Finley's Lucky Charm. I would agree one hundred percent with you that the eight horse American Gal is the horse to beat in the Humanity. Let's stuff. get her home. Okay, so in the Long Jeans Churchill Distaff Turf Mile, a Grade Two, three hundred thousand, the thirty third running, and it's a great race today. It is. And you know what? This is the kind of race where it could go in so many different directions. These are familiar rivals. Mm-hmm. When you look at the past performances, you keep seeing the bold print of the other ones that have beaten each other over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to try to get yourself some sort of price. I'll go to number nine, On Leave, who was the beaten <laughs> favorite last time out in the Honey Fox. Um, and that was off of freshening. Uh, uh, eight to one. Race over this course. But uh, that's where I stand. So uh, have you been looking over my shoulder? No, I have not. I did not steal your homework. Okay, so I will go with number nine on leave as well. Uh, I think Frank that and Frank, baby. Frank and Frank. Uh, she's a very, very talented uh, uh, mayor, daughter of Warfront. And uh, I believe that last time out, I was waiting on a, uh, I think it was maybe a pick six or a pick four down at uh, Gulfstream Park. And I had singled uh, on leave and she didn't get a great trip. She was... Uh, you know, she was wide, turning for home, and she was just kicking in uh, uh, that, that little bit too late. And I don't think that she it was exactly loving the Gulfstream Park surface that day. 
and I do believe that she will really like the Churchill Downs surface. So I'm with you on number nine on leave, who is eight to one, and you got Shug McGahey and uh, you know Jose Ortiz, and she will be tough. And she's only been hired that price one, not, not even close to that price. Yeah. Other than in one race, uh, and and that was in the Buff Spa last year. Right. Um. You know. So so she, that eight to one is a fantastic price uh, on a mare of this quality. Okay. So now the uh, seven furlong Churchill Downs, uh, uh, presented by Twin Spires, the seven furlong sprint, um, the eighth race. It's five hundred thousand grade two. And I don't have as great an opinion as I did in the last two. I'm kind of confused by this race. Maybe you can sort it out a little for me. Don't be confused, my friend. Okay. Go to the favorite Imperial Hint. They won't know which way he went. He's blazing fast. Uh, I loved him in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. He was yeah. defeated by the ultra-talented Roy H. Yeah. But uh, I, I think so. I, I don't think I think he's going to go higher than nine to five. As a matter of fact, uh, I think it'll be two to one or five to two. And I think he will gallop home today. What do you think? Well, I mean, I you know, I could I could see that uh, uh, he is the best horse, and uh, the only blot on his last seven races is that second in the Breeders' Cup Sprint to Roy H, who ran an unbelievable race that day. He has re- he has won at Laurel, Gulfstream, Parks, Del, or uh, Tampa, and uh, he is a, a son of imperialism who ran third in the Santa Anita Derby, which we won with Castledale. So, nice. Yeah, so I, I do. I would say that Imperial Hint may be a single on a lot of the cards, but I like Whitmore. I, like, I knew you were going to go to Whitmore. Yeah, I like Outplay. I like Lim- Limousine Liberal. What's wrong with him? He saves his best for Churchill Downs. Five wins from seven starts. I talked to Ben Colebrook after his last race, and Ben told me that Corey said he was just a little flat, and he trained so much better since that race. I also like Awesome Slew. So, you know, but um, I would say that my top choice would be Imperial Hint. Now, you know, I think Whitmore is going to be much, much lower than six to one. I, I think he will vie for favoritism in this race. Yeah, and I, and uh, I'm, I'm not on his bandwagon in this spot. He's a very nice horse. Yeah, and, and he, his last win was fantastic. But coming from the rail, uh, and and I think his kick is a little more effective, going a little shorter. Believe it sure. or not. Uh, I, I like Imperial Hinton. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, by the way, last uh, start at Churchill Downs for Whitmore wasn't a very good one. Finished 19th, beating 37 lengths in the Kentucky Derby of 2016. Yeah, but that's okay. He he, he found his real niche. Yeah, so now I, I have a feeling that we're going for the same horse in the ninth race, the American Turf, grade 2, 300,000, mile on 16th. Who do you like? I like the... The 10, Murat, is my pick, a son of blame. I'm going to throw out his last effort on that yielding course uh, and uh, and look for him to bounce back, lightly raced. Um, this is uh, a very uh, a very nice horse. This is a tough race, though. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, any of several won this one. Where do you stand? Well, I like the six, River Boyne, uh, for Jeff Mullins. I was very impressed with his last race, and yeah. I think Jeff is a superb trainer. And when he ships a horse over to uh, run in uh, any sort of race out of town, uh, you know, Jeff ships with um, uh, pretty much a lot of confidence. And this horse, 
Uh, I was reading the sheet numbers on the race, and Riverborne is probably the fastest on the sheets, and he continues to improve. He's 5-1 to one on the morning line, so I will go with Riverborne, and you're going to go with the 10. And uh, So I would go with 6 Riverborne. You're going to go with the 10 Murad. My man uh, Tim Cohen uh, is uh, the part of Rancho Temescal and his family with the Red Barons and yeah. such. Uh, so I certainly won't be crying if they win. He's a great guy, and... Uh, this horse was devastating in his maiden victory and has followed it up with two very good wins. Yeah. Uh, he's very talented and he deserves this chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, in the Pat Day Mile, um, nice race today. Um, national Flag, I know you were really high on National Flag last time out and he rewarded you with a 7-5 uh, to five win and he looked like turning for home. I didn't, in the Bay Shore, he looked like he didn't have a chance and he, after being squeezed at the start, and then he, he kicked in, and he really showed a good turn of foot in that race. Are you going to go there again? You know, I, I, it's between him and Mask for me. Those are the only yeah. two that I will use um, in any multi-race wages. I'll tell you a funny story about National Flag. Todd Pletcher and I are friendly. I wouldn't say we're friends. I wish right. we were friends, but we're right. friendly, and, and he likes me, and he loves the impressions I do and such, and um, we always have great conversations and he's just a super guy and I have the utmost respect for him. I've never asked him about a horse. Like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? No one wants to hear these requests anyway. Sure. But the day that he debuted in July of last year, I said to Todd, I sent him a text that morning. I said, Todd, I think I must've gotten leveled the week before. So I asked him, I said, Todd, is there anyone you really love? And he said, text me back. National flag should run well. Really? <laughs> he was absolutely nowhere to be found, which was hilarious because here's a guy who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, sure. one of the greatest horsemen we've seen, and it just goes to show how tough the game is. Uh, and, and, of course, he did come back at 3-1 to one yeah. and win his second start, which I would have expected him to be. be it. So this horse always makes me laugh because here it is. You go to the source, you know he's only going to try to help me with the one horse he really liked that day, yeah. and there was a search party for him. <laughs> but uh, he's talented. But so is Matt. Uh, I think these are the two. I don't see anyone else. Do you see anyone else in here? You know, um, I would I, I would give a chance to the 14-horse Gravitos. I'd give a chance to Sporting Chance, uh, adding blinkers uh, today. And I would give National Flag a chance. But I do agree with you that the 8-horse Mask is the horse to beat. And a Son of Tappet cost 685000 out of a mare by Yana Guska, which is interesting. I haven't heard of Yana Guska for a long time. Um, D. Wayne Lucas. D. Wayne Lucas. Have you, uh, now, do you do any uh, impression of Todd? No, I yeah. don't, but I think it could be done. Okay. Um, we'll give our, you a year. Joaquin Jaime actually does a decent version. His, his uh, Karen McLaughlin's a lot better than his Todd Pletcher. Oh, really? But, uh, I didn't know. I, I certainly know how to do the Todd. I just haven't been able to master its delivery yet. Okay. Uh, it's a very classy... Very deliberate uh, comment. I mean, I, I know I, I can almost predict what he's going to say in these interviews. <laughs> he's just pure class, and, and I think I, I think it's something I could pull off, but it's certainly not ready for release at this point. Okay, so that's good enough. And uh, uh, so um, the Old Forester Turf Classic Grade One Five Hundred Thousand, a race that I love. You know, I not only love it today, but have loved it ever since uh, I've come to America. Uh, it's produced some great uh, finishes. And we should have a, 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 a nice race today. I think it's a, it's a race ripe for a long shot. Um, I, I've always been on this bandwagon. I fell for him after I saw that performance uh, in Maryland, and that is Yoshida. 
Um, and uh, I've always been a fan of Yoshida's. I then jumped off his bandwagon when he won the Hill Prince, uh, but he's been freshened up. He's just such a huge price at 15 to 1. And the other one, I think, is, is another live long shot in here is Ark, is Arklo. Arklo. I, I, um, Arklo is, uh, is a very talented horse yeah. who uh, won here last year. That's right, the American and, turf. Uh, I, you know, Synchrony as well. I, I think it's a race you have to spread. I would say Yoshida, Arklo, and Synchrony would be on my ticket. So uh, they tell me that Deauville, they very much fancy him today for Aidan O'Brien and Ryan Moore. That's good to know. Yeah. And also then Channel Maker uh, is an interesting horse also. He's only won two races from 15 starts, but he's sent out by Billy Moss. Javier Castellano is aboard him. Javier Castellano knows the horse. He's ridden him two of the last three starts in grade one company, finishing second and third. So I will be using Deauville... I'll be using mm-hmm. Kuralov, Channel Maker, Arklo, Synchrony, and Yoshida, and Beach Patrol. So I'm spreading in there. I basically should use all, shouldn't I? No, I, I, you know what? I was thinking this uh, yesterday. I was uh, uh, at Monmouth uh, walking around and uh, you know getting ready, looking at the booth and such, and I looked up and I saw there was a ticket, and it had the all button for, for one of the races. And I thought to myself, you know, when you're a paid analyst uh, on any network, using the all button is essentially telling the people that you have no idea what's going to happen. Sure. You should almost take a stand and use all but one and just get burned. If you can't pick the one horse that's not going to win, uh-huh. too bad. You deserve to have egg on your face. What? Um, and, and I very, very rarely in my days at TVG use the all button. Yeah. Uh, because it's just like, you know, really? You really need some guy to tell you all of this race? Yeah. So I, I'm strongly against the all button wherever you can possibly avoid it. Do you know what, what I learned from TVG after sitting next to Todd Shrub for years? Uh, the Todd would always uh, use uh, like everything except one horse. And that horse yes. would always be <laughs> like a 9 to 2 or you know 7 to 1. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times. I know. Uh, you know, right? The all but one. All, all but one. All I know, that's right. I was thinking of Todd when I mentioned the all but one. <laughs> I took it. I, I took a beating once on air with an all but one. It's a sick feeling. I mean, it's a. Uh, si- I, I was very nauseous when the horse won, but I just didn't like the horse at all. And I said, you know what? It is what it is. This is what you have to because the problem is, and it's gotten worse now with all this social media. There's so many critics and people taking shots at you, and people taking anonymous shots at you. It's by people that you know that are under some different name. That's really, that you, oh. I've actually caught a couple of people because they're oh. they're too stupid and they use the same writing style that they use elsewhere. Right. Um, in taking shots, and I'm like, listen, you don't need to be Columbo to figure out who this is. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the thing about it is, uh, um, you just gotta just have thick skin and, and not worry about the haters. If they're not hating on you, it means you're not doing. It means you're not at the top of your game. You Absolutely. gotta be prepared. For critics, and when you're in the spotlight, you've got to absorb, you know, the shots as well as the compliments. It's just the way it is. But you know, it happened so much to Todd, and I'm like, you know, Todd, you're on the air, and you've shown the whole world what your ticket is. I would just yeah. use all, and uh, you know. know, on the air, just use all. But if you have to bet, uh, if you have to bet it, and don't use that horse, that's all right. But don't let everyone know that you, you know, you were silly enough to leave one horse out, and that horse, it wasn't a fifty to one shot that you left out. It was the seven to two third favorite. 
And you, you're basically using 11 horses because you didn't know there was any idea. You, you know, using 11 is saying, basically, I don't have any idea. So use all. I know, I know. I, they're, 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 look, that's a valid argument. Yeah. But I'm still against it. I, I think you've got to just uh, absorb it. If you, if you can't, if you can't find one horse that's not winning, yeah. I, when I was a kid, I used to go with my dad, and, and whenever I said this horse has no chance, yeah. he'd come flying late, and if he didn't win, he would make me sweat it. Yeah. So there's just something about trying to pick that one horse that isn't going to win. <laughs> It's, uh, it's very difficult. Now. It's the, like the weakest link, right? Yeah, the that, weakest link. That's right. Yeah, the weakest link. So now the mile and a quarter, 144th running at the Kentucky Derby. Uh, it's a great race this year. What is your opinion here? The, I've got to stick with Justify. Uh, right. The one, two, three. Look, he's done nothing wrong. He's a monster. And good magic, too. Those are the two. Uh, those are the two keys. And. And if you want some long shots, I told you, and Tyson yeah. and Rosso and Hoffberg, yeah. it's a great race. I'm excited about it, looking forward to it. Um, and this is a tremendous field, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. But yeah. I just think, you know, for Baffert, this is another challenge for him to do something that hasn't been done before. Right. And I think he's got the good. Uh, he definitely has the goods, but uh, as we know, Curlin, Holy Bull, Unbridled Song, they were probably way the best uh, horses of their generation. Well, probably not uh, Curlin, because that was a great year, but they were the best horses of their generation, and they did not get the, the money, and we could read right. horse after horse through the years, but I just, uh, I'm... I'm a big fan of Justify, and I'm going to be out there with everyone else. But I could also see after the race that I'd be saying to myself, why were you that silly to bet on a horse, hadn't raced as a two-year-old, just had uh, three races as a three-year-old, beaten four and five horse fields, goes off favoring the Kentucky Derby. It's not the normal play that I would uh, that I would uh, go with. I do agree with you uh, that Hofberg is a very very live long shot in this race. Uh, also, that do you feel as good about Good Magic now as uh, you know, like uh, I say early on uh, a little bit because you've been talking about Good Magic the whole way along. I do, and I tell you what, uh, I was reading the racing form. Uh, the Friday form uh, a couple of nights ago, and uh, I read that article, and uh, it, it was about his first race. And Chad Brown said he was—it's the first time I've heard this—that he didn't have him ready for that first start. I'd right. never heard that before. Yeah, but that he was behind on works, et cetera, et cetera. And I knew he wasn't going to fire uh, a huge shot because Chad's a sheets guy, and he wants him to peak in a certain day, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. But uh, I, I think that he's coming around. And, and, you know, this is a big moment for Chad. He wants to win it for Bobby Frankel. But who doesn't want to win the Derby? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, of course, everyone wants to win the Derby. But I just think that he has been carefully prepared to peak this afternoon. And uh, I, I think he's going to finally lay to rest all this nonsense about who should have been two-year-old champion because sure. I think he will beat both Doro by double digits yeah. uh, uh, in this race. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, you know, I know that at the end of the bluegrass, it didn't look like he was really a horse that wanted to go an extra eighth of a mile. But look, he did what he was supposed to do. And Chad has a plan. And, and the, the people that are, you know, like scientists that want to just, you know, peak on a certain day mm-hmm. with the numbers and all this stuff. The reason I've never believed in the sheets and all this stuff, and I know that the top horsemen who spend millions of dollars believe in the sheets, is because ultimately the sheets comes down to one guy sitting there deciding, mm, that'll be a six. Yeah. So 
I, I, I've, I've never bought into that because I just think it's overrated. Now, I do think that I should have learned more about them because every bit of knowledge can help you. But I'm almost, uh, my problem is the most arrogant people in horse racing are sheep people. Yeah. They just, they, they just think, oh, he's not fast enough. Yeah. Well, if it was that easy, we'd never have to work another day. We would just look at sheep. The only sheets I look at are the ones that are right under my blanket. Yes, absolutely. So I like to look at the horses, watch the replays, and use my own assessment. They're just but a I tool. I do believe that they're a valuable tool, or there would be never uh, so much money spent on them and so much money spent on horse flesh with them. I just think Chad Brown's an amazing horseman, and uh, and he'll have this horse ready to peak this afternoon. So now, we'll see what the best he has to offer is. We'll find out how good good magic really is today. Yep, absolutely. Now, uh, t- just two questions before you go. Uh, one is that you see that Scat Daddy has four horses uh, in the Derby. Curlin has three. I mean, that is just incredible that they have seven of the 20 between the two sires. It really is. And, and you know, you think about Coolmore and, and, you know, the stallions that they have and, and the knowledge that they must I'd love to know, like, what the whole process is mm-hmm. of figuring out, like, a horse like Scat Daddy mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and you know, Giant's Causeway and all these other horses that they just know which are the right ones uh, to bring in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, Giant's Causeway's record was, was, you know, spoke for itself on the racetrack. But, but it, it is really remarkable how, uh, and it's so sad that Scat Daddy was lost at, a, at an early age because 11 years he old. Was, he was a big time uh, stallion, and, and and just imagine what he could have, what kind of influence he could have had. Yeah. Uh, but uh, look, the limited number of runners are producing at a, at a very high rate. It's, yeah. uh, it's incredible, and Curlin too. Yeah, what a gorilla! Well, I never would have thought Curlin would turn into this kind of stallion. You know, uh, I seen him yesterday when I brought uh, a couple of people up uh, to Hillendale to look at the stallions and. Uh, he's just such a beast to look at. He actually he weighs fourteen hundred and eighty pounds right Good now. Good for him. Good for him. Now the last question is is uh, coach. Uh, he has a fifty to one chat in there in um, Bravazo. What would you say the coach has to say about this race today? Well, we feel he's bucking and squealing, and his coat. In fact, you saw his coat. It's shining, and we'll be double tough. <laughs> All right, Frankie. Best of luck today, okay? And Have a great day. What a great, this is what it's this, all about. This is what it's all about. This is the the best uh, card of racing, uh, you know, besides the Breeders' Cup, the best opportunity to make bank, and you can make bank t- today. So uh, I'll see you uh, when I see you, Frankie, okay? Thanks, brother. Thank you, brother. All right, now we're going to go off to break here on Riders Up. We'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back here to Riders Up on ESPN Radio. Right now, we're joined by Bastian Schroeder, the owner of Equijet. Now, tell me, how did Equijet come to formation? Equijet is a very new venture for me. It's been in business since 2017. However, I've been involved in the horse shipping industry for 10 plus years. Wow. And it was the next step in uh, creating my own business and Serving, starting a business to serve clients much better in detail level than I that I always wanted to do. Now, do you ship all over the world, or do you just ship uh, here in the United States? What's the you what's... point? You point at a map, and we'll go if you can find an aircraft in an airport that will take the horses. Really? And now, how many aircrafts do you have? 
We don't own any aircraft per se ourselves. Uh, okay. We have an extensive network of of carriers that we work with. Yeah. Um, and we have specialized carriers for every part of the world. And uh, so what separates you from the other airlines? Uh, like uh, what kind of care do you take for uh, of the horses? So what makes us a little different from, from other carriers is that we want to we run our business more like a boutique agency right. with a big emphasis on customer care and the attention to detail so we can really get intimate with all the details the clients needs and really serve, serve um, sure. give them a better product and a better customer service experience. Yeah. And so, like, what are some of the basic steps involved in shipping horses to big events, maybe like the Kentucky Derby? Well, it all starts when they come in. Do they have the right paperwork? Yeah. Are the health papers done? Do we have the right waivers to come in? Are the logistics done? Is the aircraft on time? Do the are the barns set up? Is the, the seal and supervision at the USDA set up? Have barns been inspected? Jockey cup papers done, etc. It's it's a lot of little uh, pieces uh, that come together to make sure. that big picture and get the horses in. Now, are you a fan of horse racing? I am big fan of horse racing. Big fan of horse racing. So today is the Kentucky Derby. Uh, who's your pick? That's a good question. Um, Audible. Audible, the yes, Florida Derby winner. Been... Pardon? The Florida Derby winner. Yes. So that's who you think will win the Kentucky Derby today? At least there's a good marketing strategy behind the horse. Yeah, that's right. Uh, now, uh, so um, so wh- what would be the expense, say, to ship to the Kentucky Derby from Florida? From Florida, the expense probably for a horse is roughly $5,500. $5,500. Huh. And so what sort of success stories have you had? Like, you know, what could you tell me? Like, we shipped, uh, we, we shipped a horse uh, to, the, uh, to the horse park, and it, it won the three-day event out of the horse park. What sort of success stories have you? Well, we, we've shipped many, many winners. We shipped um, some big jumpers uh, to the Million Dollar Grand Prix that mm-hmm. finished very successfully within the top three. Um, we shipped... Um, horses to the Olympics that finished in the top fifteen. Huh. So we have we have a good portfolio sure. um, of horses that are out in the world right now. We have a very good horse right now competing at badminton that we helped shipping for Selena O'Hanlon. Uh-huh. That we wish all the best. Yeah, and they had a very successful and good chassage test yesterday. Yeah. Now, is it very? Uh, is it uh, flying a horse very stressful on the horse? Um, well, I think any travel sure. has a certain amount of tr- uh, stress for the horses, so it's. The goal is to minimize the level of stress and get them there as fast and as efficient as we can. Yeah. And as comfortable. And uh, so how do owners or grooms prepare a horse for travel? Um, the owners and grooms know their horses best usually. Um, some owners uh, like to give them oil the horses before they leave, uh, make sure they had a good night's rest before they travel. We have a great partnership with Enviro Equine. Yep. That all horses will travel with uh, their electrolytes. Yep which definitely will enhance the performance of the horses. It's so important, um, isn't it, beforehand to give uh, the electrolytes. The electrolytes... Yes, I don't, beforehand, don't... and we supply them, the owners, also with, with electrolytes so they can give more up on landing. Yeah. In arrival. Yeah. 
uh, I think that that's kind of under uh, underrated uh, uh, the electrolytes before and after horse ships. I'm a big fan of that. Now, where do we go to find out more about Equijet? Beer on the web at um, equijet.com uh-huh. or whenhorsesfly.com. Yeah. And now, are you are you basically are you more into sport horses than into thoroughbreds right now? And you're looking to get more thoroughbred business. That's correct. Uh, currently, uh, we have a very uh, good stronghold and put in the uh, sport horse market. And yeah. We would love to uh, broaden our horizon into the thoroughbred industry and market. We do ship some thoroughbreds, not but not quite as many as we do sport horses. Right. I got you. So, Equijet.com, and this is Bastian Schroeder, the owner, and he likes Audible today in the Breeders' Cup, or in the Kentucky Derby, I should say. And I wish you the best of luck, Bastian, and I hope to meet you very soon. I appreciate it. Okay. Bastian Schroeder, owner of Equijet. So, that was a good show today. Indian Charlie, Frank Miramati, and Bastian Schroeder from Equijet. Uh, good luck today to all. Everyone in their bets for the Kentucky Derby. Enjoy the Kentucky Derby, and we will see you next week. Bye.